I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Sun's latest football podcast where we look back at a weekend of William Hill's Scottish Cup, Ladbrokes Premiership and Championship action with myself, Roger Hanna and David Friel. Now David, great wins at the weekend for the likes of... Dundee United, for Hearts, for Motherwell, for Falkirk. Therefore, let's talk about the old firm game. <laughs> what old firm game's that? <laughs> now, Mark Warburton might not want to talk about it. Yeah. Everybody else does. There's only six weeks to go until it, David, so it's all we'll talk about for the next six weeks. Pretty much. It started yesterday, the build-up, and everybody's having their say already on social media and newspapers and on the radio and TV, and I think it'll just continue like that. It's the game everybody wanted to see. I think some people would have preferred it to be the final, but it's the semi-final, I think it's going to be a cracker. Now, surely there must be some suspicion, David. The last draw, Alan McRae and his wee twisty balls and his wee bits of paper, he changes it to big firm balls with numbers <laughs> on, and suddenly it's Celtic v Rangers. Was it the old hot balls, cold balls? Well, you need to ask Frank McGarvey. He was in the sky cupboard doing it, uh, away from prying eyes. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, watching it, I, see, I turned around, you know, I was in the office last night watching it, and uh, I turned around and said, this is going to be what we all think it is, and it was, I think... Dundee United, Hibs and Inverness will be the happy ones when they saw it coming out because they've got a right good chance all three clubs will get into a final now. But, I mean, you can see the reaction even from England, players based in England last night. You know, it's, it's a game that everybody will talk about. It's a game that will dominate that weekend, you know, across Britain and beyond. And, you know, it's now about who's going to win it. As we say, David, only a fool would predict the outcome of an old firm game. Who's going to win? Player for player, Celtic are better. I mean, you know, Rangers... Mark Walbert will admit that as well. They've got more experience, the players are worth more money, they've got more international caps. But this is the Celtic team of season 2015-16. You don't really know what you're going to get. At times they've been really good, at times they've been really bad. Recently they've not been anywhere near the heights they should be. And, and Rangers on the flip side as well. Rangers, I don't think they've been great in the last few weeks. They've been kind of grinding out wins, but I thought against them they were absolutely outstanding. So, you know, you've got a Rangers team that's improving, a Celtic team that's been really, really up and down. On paper, Celtic should win, but football's not played on paper. I would still say Celtic will win the game. But you said on Friday, Dundee would beat Rangers? Yeah, exactly, and that's why the bookies love me, because I'm, I'm not a very good tipster, and I thought the bookies were crazy at the weekend, because I thought 8-15 for Dundee to win, 5-1 for Rangers. I thought, what's going on here? Dundee have been in a great run, playing brilliant. Hardly lost the game, I think Aberdeen and Petrodi was the only game they'd lost in months. So you think, you know, firing on all cylinders, they'll go and, and, and really cause Rangers problems, but 13 seconds later the game's, the game's over, basically. So I think credit to Rangers, you know, I thought Rangers, I'll be honest with you, having watched them against Alloa and watched them against Queen of the South, eh, sorry, against St Mirren, I thought, I think Dundee will be a step up too much for Rangers, but it wasn't, I mean, they absolutely blew them away. Three weekends now in April for Rangers, one a Petrofan Cup final at Hamden, one a Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden against Celtic, and then the following week, they can clinch the championship if, if both mm-hmm. them and Falkirk and Hibs keep winning. Uh, wh- what does that say about the job that, that Martin Warburton has done? And are they ready to take on three big games in succession like that? Yeah, I mean, I think the Petrofac final is a kind of strange one in the sense that, you know, 
it's it's against Peter Hedman just be winning that game and, and I would imagine he'd probably even be able to rest players for the final you know ahead of the Celtic game if, if he wanted to the other two games yeah huge games and, and I think it does I mean I think I think in eight, eight short months Rangers have come a long way I think he's he's built a very good squad a young squad and a hungry squad it's a small squad as well you know you looked at the bench on Saturday Rangers don't have much options especially with Haller and King Cup tied and Waghorn injured beyond the kind of first 11 and maybe two or three you're Nicky Clark, Nicky Law and Dean Shields, they don't have much beyond that. But I think Mark Warburton has done a fantastic job. I think he's I think he's completely revolutionised the way Rangers play football compared to last season it's just night and day. And for me that the biggest game, you know, Rangers are going to win the league regardless. I think the Petro Fact Cup, the fans will probably take it or leave it. I'd imagine they will win it anyway, but I think the biggest game and, and, and the game where you look at where Rangers should be judged right now is the Celtic game. Mark Warburton spoke on the Rangers website last night saying he doesn't want to speak about the Old Firm game until the week of the Old Firm game. <laughs> That's not realistic. Is it slightly naive of the Rangers manager, a man who's never encountered an Old Firm derby so far? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's just keeping in, in the way Mark Warburton is. He always tries to kind of play things down a little bit. It was quite funny because, you know, obviously Rangers fans are clamouring for, for reaction, so... Rangers put out a Kenny Miller story that says we don't fear Celtic and then the next story came up that said Mark Warburton I don't want to talk about this so and we won't be talking about this I mean I think that the quote was we won't mention it until the week of the game now I'm, I'm sure that will go for Mark Warburton and David Meir in front of these players I don't think they, they, they will say that much about the game but you can bet that your Kenny Miller's Andy Halliday's Lee Wallace's all these English guys that have come up this season they'll be absolutely desperate to sample it and listen it is going to dominate especially the fact that Rangers are so far ahead in the league the league's pretty much done the Petrofac Cup final compared to the Scottish Cup semi-final is nothing so I think I think if Mark Warburton thinks he's, he, he won't be speaking about it or won't be expected to speak about it I think he's, uh, he's got a short come What will this game do for Ronnie Dyla's future because he's been getting plenty of stick lately. People say the fans have turned against him. Fewer than 15,000 at that 3-0 win against Morton yesterday. Poor result midweek against Dundee. Is this a game Ronnie Dyla will embrace because it gives him the opportunity to win the fans back or is it one he'll fear because it, it could be a mortal blow to him? Well, I, th- I think first of all it could be a mortal blow to him. I, th- I think if Celtic lose to a Rangers who are in the championship currently after everything that's happened in the last few years I don't think he could recover from that my theory in this though is that that semi-final draw is the best thing that could happen to Ronnie Dyla I think it will completely galvanise that Celtic squad I think the reaction from the players and people I've spoken to is one that Celtic are right up for this and I think they needed that I think they needed something to kind of lift them out they sort of a bit of a malaise it's been really flat at Celtic you know, there's nobody in any European football. Aberdeen have put up a really good title challenge, and listen, that's still the, the balance. But I think you always need rivalry. This is what this is, and I think your Scott Browns, Charlie McGrews, Lee Griffiths, James Forrest, Chris Collins, Craig Gordon, all these guys that know what this means will be telling the, the rest of the players who also had a little sample of it last year. This is serious. Celtic need to win this cup. Celtic need to beat Rangers to the Scottish Cup. And I think, in terms of spirit in the squad, in terms of it's the desire and the hunger. I think it will. I think it will be the best thing that could happen in the Those players you mentioned, the more experienced players, the Browns, the Mulgrews, the Commons, are, are they the ones you would expect to start rather than the, the Scott Allen's, the Ryan Christie's, the Patrick Roberts? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the fact that you're mentioning Alan Christie and Roberts, given we talked about how kind of thin the Rangers squad is, it shows Celtic do have a million options. You know. Yeah, but I would imagine it'll, that Ronnie Dyla and listen, it all depends on injuries. But he'll go for the tried and tested Commons, Johansson. Probably Forrest, Lee Griffiths, Brown Beaton, Charlie Mulgrew, young Kieran Tierney, he's obviously knows what it's all about as well. Lustig, who's got the 40 cats for Sweden, Craig Gordon. You know, th- these are the guys who 
that's what I'm saying in terms of the two teams. Rangers are an improving team. Rangers are going places clearly, but Celtic, in terms of experience, in, ter- in terms of ability, should be beating Rangers. They should be. But obviously, Ross County have beaten Celtic in the semi final. Inverness have beaten Ross County, uh, Celtic in the semi final. It doesn't always work that way, but they must be the guys that Ronnie Dyle will look to. What, what is it about Celtic in semi finals? Because you touched on Ross County and Inverness. You can throw in St Mirren and Hearts into that. I think it's quite a while since Celtic have beaten Rangers in, in, in a Scottish Cup semi final. Is, is, is that something Ronnie Dyla's squad will have to go over or does the sheer size of the occasion just dwarf everything yeah, else? Yeah, I think it dwarfs everything. I think Ronnie Dyla will look at I mean, Ronnie Dyla, for all the criticism, this is a, he's got to every single domestic semi-final he can. <laughs> so he beat Rangers comfortably last year and ended up winning the League Cup. Ronnie Dyla will point to the, both the Highland defeats, the Ross County and Inverness defeat. He'll say that it was down to red cards. He'll say that it was Craig Gordon get sent off and then F. Ambrose get sent off. He'll be adamant, and listen, maybe he's right, that if Celtic hadn't been down to 10 men, they'd have won those games. Now, that's maybe up for debate, but, you know, I, I think going f- going further back, you know, under Neil Lennon's time, maybe Gordon Strachan's time, maybe not to the same extent, you know, Celtic did struggle at times in semi-finals, but, I, you know, I think it's a different era, it's a different team. And I just think that the enormity of this game won't be lost in the Celtic players. You know, I think there's enough good types in there to know what this is all about, guys that have been over the course before. And that might be one wee thing that Mark Warburton will need to... Kind of instill in these players, you know. Okay, you're like Sandy Halliday's born in the shadow of Ibrox, but Don Ball, Harry Forrester, do they know what's coming their way? But who instills that in the manager? Because Weir. Well, this is this is why I think in this whole thing, you know, people spoke last year about how how important it was for John Kennedy and John Collins to kind of hammer home to Ronnie Dyla how important this is. Ronnie Dyla, I think, knows how important it is. You know, his job's pretty much in the line here. Whereas Mark Warburton, I'm sure he's had from from England, has been looking up and saying, "Oh, that looks quite a kind of a feisty game up there." But David Weir's played a million of these, so I think David Weir will need to be speaking to them. I think Kenny Miller has a huge role to play. Lee Wallace to an extent as well. But you know, James Tavernier, all these guys are really impressed coming up. But this is a different ball game altogether. This game, in terms of interest, in terms of scrutiny, in terms of intensity, is completely different to anything they'll ever experienced. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. You touched at the start of the podcast, David, on Hibs and Inverness and Dundee United. They will meet in the other semi-final at Hamden on that weekend of April 16-17 with a place in the final at stake. We'll touch on Dundee United first for the second weekend in succession. Three goals at Dingwall, a win over Ross County, Mixu Patalainen, Manager of the Month, Paul Payton, Player of the Month. Is the season just beginning to turn round for United? Well, I mean, we've said before, I mean, we've written to the United off in this, this podcast before, and, and probably I think the United were writing themselves off to an extent as well, the fans certainly. But momentum's everything in football. You know, I watched Hamilton Ackies at the weekend. Hamilton Ackies are really, really toiling. Then the United, on the other hand, you know, they just seem to be going from, from strength to strength. I thought it was quite impressive the way as well. You know, the Aberdeen game last midweek, you know, you don't want to ever lose a game, but I think they took about half of the performance. It was only one now. I think they, they battled there, and Dundee United know that that wasn't the game that was going to keep them up and, and, and get them success. It was, it was other games, but to go to Ross County, be down to 10 men, and, and you know, when they were down to 10 men, they also lost a second goal. To come back, I think, speaks volumes for the spirit. And you saw, the, you saw, you know, mix of Pat Lane at the start, people are saying, you know, how will the players take them, all that sort of stuff. But you saw the action in the bench, the mix of Pat Lane and Gordon Young, Dave Bowman. Everybody, a big big pile up. You saw the players, you saw the look in Henry Annie's face, Billy McKay's face, and he scores his goal. You know, it's clearly a together this, now there. There's a spirit there. 
and you know, to me, Dundee United are gaining momentum with every every single week. And if I was Kilmarnock and Hamilton, I'd be pretty worried. Peyton, Player of the Month, as we said, but so many players have come through. Blair Spittle, terrific ball for Billy McKay's winner. But but two two goals from Henry Annier, mm-hmm. who had been out the picture way to Hibs on loan in the first half of the season, and Louis Vick coming back from Siberia with with Kamashima injured. They, they played a part too. They did, and, and that's, I mean, Dundee United, I mean, Dundee United have a decent-sized squad, you know, he's, he's added a few players, I've got guys. According to the chairman, third biggest wage bill in the league, <laughs> have you heard that before, David? Uh, I have, I, I mean, and, and they do have a lot of players, you know, they've got a lot of players, they've got a lot of strength there, and Dundee United have underachieved, I mean, Paul Payton, I went out to speak to him um, last week for the for the play of the month thing, and, you know, he pulled no punches, he was talking about how they'd underachieved under Jackie in the early weeks, a mix of early months, a mix of they were underachieving. And he's saying, now we're seeing the, the real Dundee United, now we're seeing the quality in the squad. And and he's a guy who, to me, typifies the way Dundee United have come back because he's got stuck in, he's a decent passer of the ball, but I think it's more about attitude now. I think it's determination, desire and confidence. And, and see, the thing is, Dundee United, even if they lose one more game this week, I think they'll still be, there's enough confidence momentum now that they won't give up now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You know, I generally think they're going, and, and I wouldn't be surprised now if they overturn or, or overhaul Kilmarnock or Hamilton. Did, did Mick Sue get into Ross County heads at the weekend? He, he spoke on Friday saying the Ross County players would be robots if they weren't thinking they didn't have one eye in the League Cup final this upcoming Sunday. Was he right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I, I do think, you know, given when we spoke about a couple of injuries, Marcus Fraser's back, but Scott Fox has been ruled out. These guys don't want to miss out on Hamden. They're into one League Cup final. They're into, you know, they might, they might be the only Cup final they play in their careers for some of them. So I think it's always going to weigh heavily in your mind. And also, seeing you go 2-1 up against a team of 10 men, I think sometimes it's natural you think the game's done. You know, how, how serious are United taking it? They've got a relegation battle. But we, we saw how serious they were taking it. And I think Jim McIntyre will be... A, Slightly worried just now, just about the kind of the, the mental state of these players because after a few real setbacks, can you lift yourself again? Can you can you go from these defeats to just putting it all in the, in the back burner and think, well, we've got a cup final to play for? Here? But you can say the same about Hibs, who three straight defeats in the Championship and then a draw one-one at home with Cali Thistle yesterday, and they've now got a situation where next Sunday they've got the League Cup final. And three days later, they've got a tricky Scottish Cup quarter-final replay up in the Highlands, away to the holders. Can I look at that game two ways yesterday? I mean, I think Alan Stubbs will be gutted that Hibs didn't win. They probably had enough chances to go and win the game. But in the same way, they did stop the rot. You know, I think I think, I think think they needed that performance. I watched the game, and I, I felt, you know, Henderson, Stokes, guys like that, and that was without Jason Cummins as well. I thought they looked back to, to, to the players they can be. 
and I think Alan Stubbs, while gutted that they're not through and gutted that he's going to have to play another game, I, I think confidence will rise. You know, if he'd have gone back in, in the League Cup final off the back of four defeats in a row, I think he'd have a real job lifting the players. But I think, you know, I think there'll be an element of satisfaction that they've not been beaten. I think the fact that against a good Premiership team, they put up a really good show as well. And I think, in terms of confidence and morale, it will probably be a bit higher than Ross County going to the final. They've flown out to Spain this morning to, to a pre-final training camp. But is that ideal preparation just to get away from everything, all the pressures of, of back home, but a sun in their backs? <laughs> probably not at five o'clock in, in Sunday. I always think with these things, people say, "Our oh, Hibs have been playing terrible. Why is he taking away the sun?" But you know, I, th- I think if he feels that the weather's going to be better, the facilities are there, they're going to be away for, for prying eyes, people born with the tickets and all that sort of stuff, then, then why not? I said, it's not going to cost a fortune to go to Malaga for a couple of days. So I, I think I think why not? It's quite interesting in, in, in Monday's, in today's paper, Michael Stewart talks about the last cup final, League Cup final Hibs played, and John Collins took mm-hmm. the Hibs squad away to Marbella, and he, he kind of gives a bit of insight into how that went. I don't think Alan Stubbs, to be honest, will be looking for a repeat of that. He would take the same outcome given that Hibs won the, the League Cup that year, but given what went on in that trip, and Michael's very honest about it, I think Alan Stubbs will be looking for a bit better atmosphere. We saw one Championship team in Rangers beat a Premiership team in Dundee. There's not a lot, you would think, between the top end of the Championship this season and maybe the, the bottom eight teams in the Premiership. Is it just whoever turns up on the day on Sunday between Hibs and County? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think... I think Hibs. I think I think it's got. I mean, Ross County have spent a, bit, a fair bit of money as well. Hibs have spent a bit of money. Ross County have spent a bit of money. I think you're looking at it, Liam Boyce, Anthony Stokes, Shark, Cummins, good players, goal scorers. I, you know, I think I think it's very very even. I, I don't see much between the teams. I think if Ross County were in the championship, for example, I think they'd be pushing for the title. You know, I think they'd be giving Rangers a run for their money as well. So, yeah, I would probably make Hibs slight favourites. I, I think Hibs maybe have got a bit more strength and a bit more about them but I wouldn't write off those can you? you can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport In terms of the Premiership at the weekend David you said earlier on you were at New Douglas Park a big win for Motherwell against Hamilton and, and, and a feisty finish with a, with a missed penalty and a wee contra-tom in the dugout shall we say I won't repeat what Mark McGee said to Danny Cunning the Hamilton kit man but he was standing about 10 yards in front of me and uh, it was a bit uh, it was funny because Mark McGee after the game said he was embarrassed he looked a bit sheepish and he was saying well that's just boiled over I think Danny Cunning a bit of character at Hamilton had a few words to say about Chris Cadden's uh, tumble for a penalty shall we say it was a bit of a rammy but he held back and Mark McGee did say that he was just glad Danny Cunning didn't get to him because he looked raging absolutely raging I think was a quote so it was a bit of a feisty end it was a good game I thought I was actually really really impressed with Motherwell Hamill once again with a corner dangerous in-swinger the header up by Moult is back to Lang wonderful finish by Lewis Lang and Motherwell go ahead. McGovern blocked the initial header, and Ling was on the rebound. I think they're a good team. I think they've got, I think they've got Marvin Johnson, Scott McDonald, Lou. I think they've got really good players. Motherwell shouldn't be in the bottom six. I don't think. I think they should be, you know, pushing more for the top six. Well, and they might, another they couple might of results will be top four. Well, that's what I mean. And and I think, I think Matt McGee, speaking of before the game, he was talking about the inconsistency and how it kills him because he doesn't know what to expect. You know, the only consistent things or inconsistency type stuff but if, if he gets all these players going Stephen Pearson Marvin Johnson 
Scott McDonagall, these guys, Motherwell can, can beat anybody on their day. And um, I thought it was a really good performance, I thought it was quite polished. Um, they probably should have won by a bit more. Martin Cannon seemed to suggest that Hamilton had the better chances. I didn't agree with that at all. And actually, Danny McKinnon came in about five minutes later and completely gave a different version of events. Basically, said Motherwell fully deserved a win, we didn't turn up. Is, we is, it, good is it a lack of goals that threaten Hamilton most? This I think season? so. I think, in, I think in Michael McGovern, they've got a really good goalkeeper, and I think he'll keep it down to an extent but if you don't score goals you're always going to toil Carlton Morris up front I mean he's a Norwich City player you looked at him at the weekend I don't think he'd a shot and goal it brings on Omar Diaby didn't really get much service I think they're, they're relying heavily on Dougie Emery or Courtage or Ali Crawford or somebody to chip in with a goal somewhere they don't have a guy that's even going to score 12-15 goals and that would make all the difference for me I think Hamilton are a new baller. I think the fans at the end really turned on Martin Cannon. I was, I was surprised, given that how small a club they are, just how venomous the abuse was. I mean, they were just hurling abuse at him for about 20 yards away. And he says it's fine. He says, I'm used to it as a player. I'll take it. You know, But he also did make the point that fans need to have a sense of perspective in terms of the budget, in terms of the size of the club, and that they're punching above their weight as things stand. I think if Hamilton would probably take a playoff place right now, to be honest with you, because I just think they're going one way. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Those games after the split between Dundee United, Kilmarnock and Hamilton obviously going to be crucial. Partick Thistle 1-0 defeat at Hearts at the weekend. Have they got enough about them just to steer clear of that bottom three? I would think so. I think Partick... Where I don't see where goals are coming from for Hamilton. I do see a goal threat in the Partick side, you know, I think. Chris Stolen, for example, I, mean, I don't know. Chris Stolen probably in double figures again for the season. He'll maybe finish with 15 or 16. Get a few guys behind him as well that can chip in. I think that's what will set them apart from your, your Hamilton's and Kilmarnock's. I, I do think, especially they've got a few games in hand as well, I, th- I just think Partick won't be dragged into that playoff spot. And, and to me, it is now a straight fight between Hamilton, Kilmarnock, and Dean D United in terms of who's going down and who's in the playoff. Carina with a corner kick for Hearts. Great header there by Jum. Hearts have the lead. Arno Jum gets his sixth goal of the season, and this is a splendid header under pressure. Hearts, three games at Tynecastle in a week, three wins, three clean sheets, nine points. They are a mile clear of fourth place. They're closing in Aberdeen in second place, and yet some wisecracker hires a plane to criticise Robbie Nielsen. Embarrassing. Just embarrassing. I mean, it just shows you see if you've got enough money and manage to get the money from somewhere, you can do it. And, and, and they got publicity about it with. Which is a shame, really, because I just thought it was. I just can't really understand. I mean, Hearts won the Championship last year. Two years ago, they were on the verge of absolute meltdown. And now they're heading for the Europa League. Now they're going to be in Europe. I mean, I thought it was that it was actually Phil Turnbull, the PR guy at Hearts. I thought it was quite good when he, he got a tweet out on Saturday night saying, "Can somebody find that plane again? We'll need it for Europe." No, but summed it up, you know, because I mean, Hearts, given where they've come from, you know, surely you're a Hearts fan. All right, I'm, I'm sure the Hibs defeat, especially in the Scottish Cup, was disappointing. You never want to lose to your biggest rivals, especially. When you're two and a half up with ten minutes to go, and you, you end up losing a replay, but again, I said, you know, just like Hamilton, you need a sense of perspective. Hearts are Hearts are a club on the rise. Hearts are a million miles away from what they were two years ago, even a year ago. And Ann Budge have got somebody with a bit of vision. You know, Ten Castle is going to get refurbished. There's going to be a big new stand. You know, there's, there's a good structure there with Ann Budge, Craig Levine, Robbie Nielsen. I mean, he's just been handed a new contract to them. I mean, I'd, you know, to me, it's just and. and I think Hearts believe this as well. It's, it's a, a group of fans who have got a bit of an axe to grind over things, nothing to do with football. 
and just decided to take their, kind of, their anger out on Robbie Nielsen. You and I thought he handled it well, to be fair. You thought if you were going to hire a plane through Andy Kira, would you have done it when the fourth road bridge was closed, <laughs> wouldn't you? That, 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 that would have made but, sense. As you're saying, though, at the end of the week, when they win three games in a row, I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. You know, a guy who is, is basically, you know, in his first season as a Premiership manager as well, let's not forget that, is taking a club to Europe. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, to me, Robbie Nielsen deserves to be in the, in the run for the Manager of the Year award. And they're actually wanting him out, no style, and, and Robin Nielsen as well. He's, he's gears all right. <laughs> Compared to yours, David, it is certainly. Championship, uh, I was at the Bernabeu at the weekend, Falkirk 2, Arlo and Hill. It should have been about Falkirk 8, Arlo and Hill, and it would have been had it not been for the Wasp goalkeeper, Scott Gallagher, who was an inspired form. It lifts Falkirk into second place above Hibernian. They've got two more league games before Hibs play a league game again. They could be eight points clear in second place, David. Yeah, and, and I think with so much focus on Hibs and Rangers in, in the Championship, I think Falkirk of, you know, I, I, I think it's maybe been lost in some people just how well they've done. Their consistency has been incredible. I think Peter Houston has done a better job than anybody could ever imagine at Falkirk. You know, he's, he's mixing young players with a bit of experience and just week after week they turn out results. They play good football, they've got some good players, he brings guys through. It seems to be a club that they all have fun as well. You know, you always when you go there, the players always seem quite happy. Peter Houston seems so comfortable in that position, that job. I think Falkirk, the only slight concern is that somebody comes looking for Peter Houston again because given the job he did at D United before it all kind of maybe ended a bit sour, uh, winning the Scottish Cup, to do what he's done with Falkirk, taking the Scottish Cup final last year, you know, really go and match a Hibs team that have spent a fortune. I think says, speaks volumes for, for his ability as a manager. Unlikely goal scorers at the weekend. Paul Watson up for the back. Mark Kerr scoring as well. But two assists from Blair Alston. It looks as if he could be departing in the summer. He's a very good young player. He is, and, and he's a very good young player with a lot of games under his belt as well. And that's the thing with Falkirk. I mean, you look at Craig Sibold as well, and, and guys like you know Stephen Kingsley went and made his debut for Swansea last week as well. They give youngsters a chance. What I like about them and the way Peter Houston's done it as well is he hasn't just said, right, you know, I'm going to film a team with eight or nine youngsters because they can crumble at that point. He's got guys like John Baird in there, Mark Kerr, David McCracken. Yeah, strong spine. So, so guys that know, they know, they, they can talk these guys through the game, these younger boys, because Mark Kerr was a young player at Falkirk, who went on to do better things and now he's back. David McCracken, guy that's been over the course of a million times before. John Baird, I think an underrated player. I think a guy who's, who's now playing his best football his career as he reaches his latter latter years and for, for them for, for your Alstons and Sibolds and um, you know, there's, a, there's a million of them coming through young boy up front as well Hara that's that's priceless for them and if they can if they can leave Falkirk and Blair Alston will probably leave Falkirk but he's going to leave them with a couple of hundred games under his belt so he'll go to a Premiership club probably and, and be ready straight away to go in and mix it no problem at all David Askey thanks very much <laughs> 